This last off season, I got to 250. I got just under 260 actually. And I wasn't maxing out all the avenues or whatever you want to call it that I could have been. Obviously anabolics didn't max out anything there. It's tough when you're a bigger guy and you need like a lot of fuel. It's just going to be very difficult for most of us just to have like a slice or two of pizza. Totally. It's going to hard, hard to be rational. We're not happen. rational with anything. We're not rational with when we train. We're not rational with our supplements. We're not rational with anything. We want to kind of overdo or overdose everything. What do you think will be like you're about to do a cut? What do you think your body weight will end up being? when you cut down like what's your body weight now and what do you think you'll cut down to my body weight now is about 240 and the first 10 pounds were obviously just water weight yeah it was super easy i barely had a diet but man my stage weight surprisingly was 204 pounds and i felt like i looked a lot heavier than that so Stage weight wise. That was what, two years ago? Or a year and year. a half? A year ago? Yeah, a year ago. Um, I would like to at least to put on like five pounds of stage weight, which is, sounds like not a lot, but for as far as like muscle tissue, that's, that's a big, it's a good off season. I would say you probably put on more like 10 pounds at least. Yeah, I definitely, I hope so. By the time I get down to that weight, hopefully I'm like so 210, 215 on okay. stage. Yeah. Maybe even 220. That would be great. But yeah, I'm excited. Not doing any cardio yet. I had it in, but then I took it out. I think if you lose your weight slow, I think 215 to 218 or so would probably be a pretty good number. I think you'll still be huge. Maybe, maybe you won't look 100% on stage look, but. I think I think maybe you you might you know, because I still think that you're like, you're just in a weird, you're in a weird phase because you're still young you know, yeah. and and bodybuilding the way that you're bodybuilding, is still newish to you, like you've been hitting it hard for a long time you've been working on it for a long time, but, like really like, uh, you'll never give yourself a ten out of ten but eight or nine out of 10 in terms of like worth, eth worth ethic and intensity. That's probably only been like not, two years worth, right? Yeah. Not, and yeah. you feel like you're working Maybe. harder now than you were six months ago probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're still, yeah, you're still like baby, baby, baby. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see What do you I think, uh, what kind of body weight do you think you'll be able to get up to when you go back out of the cut? Mm, or like when a show is over or whatever. I, I just, I feel like I, my body has the capability of getting to 300 pounds. That's what I feel like. Um, because this last off season I got to 250. I, I got just under 260 actually. And I wasn't maxing out all the avenues or whatever you want to call it that I could have been. Um, obviously anabolics didn't max out anything there. Didn't go crazy at all. If anything, I was inconsistent with that part. Um, sleep suffered and I really could have been better on my nutrition as well. So I think if I dial all those in this time, coming out of a show, 
I'll be able to blow past 250 and then I'll be in that range of 270. Damn. 280. Be maybe, fluffy. Maybe 280 would be fun. Maybe I shouldn't just, I don't want to be too fixated on numbers. So maybe 280, 275, 280. I would be satisfied. But I do think one last big push will do, will do me some good. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully I'm just huge. You think off of that, you'll be able to put on more than like five or 10 pounds of stage weight? Yeah, I would hope so. It's just about holding that. Oh, and then staying at that weight for a while. Yeah, you know about that, but it's, yeah. I always try to tell people like, oh, they're like, oh, I just did a bulk. I got to 220 and now I'm cutting. They always cut immediately once they hit their goal weight. <laughs> and then all that, there's no time for the tissue to sit and be permanent and stick to your body. Right. And then you're just gonna look the same as you did when you started the bulk. And then they're gonna be confused. Like I lost my gains when you just have to let it kind of marinate. You have to let it sit in there. Yeah, you have to. So if you think about it this way, let's say that you, let's say you currently weigh like 220 and you work on a bulk and you get yourself to 250. It's cool that you got yourself up in body weight. Um, but if you did that over the course of just even just, even if it's a few months, most of the weight is going to be like water weight, you holding water, you holding glycogen, carbohydrates, maybe some body fat has been added and yes, maybe some muscle mass has been gained, but you also want to have an opportunity to train at that new body weight. So you train at that new body weight because you have more mass, you should be able to move more mass. So when you go in and you deadlift, it should feel easier. 135 and 225 should feel lighter when you weigh 250 as opposed to when you weighed 200. When you go to bench press and your forearm is a half inch bigger and your bicep is a half inch bigger, your forearm and bicep are gonna meet each other earlier in the bending of the arm when you go to do your bench press. That's gonna help a lot with leverage. So body fat, body tissue, muscle mass, all these things are gonna be supportive of you being able to lift a little bit more weight. So you wanna sit in that for a while. Maybe, I would say like the minimum would be three months, but you would, you would wanna do like six months and maybe even more like eight months where you stay at that new body weight for a while. You don't even have to try to gain any more weight from there, but you're gonna be able to train a lot heavier even your sets of 10 and even your dumbbell presses, like all this stuff. And this is without, this is even without anabolics. Like if you gain weight that way and you work on that in that way, you're going to gain a lot of strength. The fastest way to gain strength, people ask me all the time, how do I get strong on a bench press? And the most immediate, the fastest way and the best way is just to gain body weight. And yes, maybe even body fat. And that might not be ideal for everybody, but that is the fastest and easiest way to increase your strength. You increase your strength and you're now incre increasing your capacity. And so um, in some weird way, you're increasing your fitness. You're gonna be able to handle more reps, more sets with more weight on just about everything. And that is going to be an, another addition to being able to assist you and help you to grow even bigger and to hold more muscle tissue. You have uh, some shows that you want to do and particular goals. Yeah, I uh, 
I know there's a show. Well, I don't know. I don't really like doing, I've only done one show, but the thought of doing a show locally, I don't really know about because I don't like attention like that. And I know a lot of people I know would probably want to go, but I still might do it. <laughs> but I definitely want to do at least three shows this year. Minimum two, see how that goes. Try to win a local show, qualify for nationals. I don't know how that all works, but basically place top two and then, I don't know. I know nationals or USA's is in Orlando or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. I just like to train to be honest, but we're gonna put the training to use, I guess, and do a couple of shows to see how that goes. Maybe get in some, a good session with some more sessions with Stan. Oh Some yeah. more sessions with Doug Fouché. Yeah, Doug is looking kind of shredded right now. He's coached by Cement Factory, a great man. Um, but yeah, Doug, Stan, Chris, maybe. Maybe I'll do one of his shows. Mm -hmm. Chris Menace, yep. Yep, he puts on good shows. Um, who else? What's the food like right now? Any big changes? <sighs> well, I was following Joe Sullivan's diet, but then I always go back to carb cycling. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I was doing that. I was doing, I was studying and taking notes. I have a journal on carb cycling, what I thought it was at the time, how I was receiving it. And I was a huge fan of Justin Harris before I even came to super training, got mm -hmm. introduced to Smokey and Jess. And then they put me on to John Heck and his coach. I was following John Heck before I even got here too, because I knew he was a client of Justin mm -hmm. Harris's. And they were all doing carb cycling. And then when I finally got to have the opportunity to text John and be like, can you coach me? He showed me everything Justin does. And then since then, I'm just like, I don't, I can't see any other way to do things. And John Heck, ironically, got a lot of his information from a book. It's called The War on Carbs, <laughs> which is yep. a book by me. Yep. Yeah, the only books I've read is... Uh, yeah, war on carbs in college. My first year when I injured my hand, I did uh, keto. And I was eating a lot of the snacks on the, in that book. And then I read Jack and Tan. Uh, more more workout the, stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, the first year I got here. And, you know, I mean, really, those are the only books you need. Get you started. I'm doing a lot of meal prep. Yep, I'm doing meal prep. I... Uh, the first like six weeks is really just get being on a super structured plan. What's so, like a treat for you? Have any treats or no? Yeah, I still have high days. So every I have two high days to as what of right would be now. considered like a treat? <sighs> treat or cheat? A meal. You want a to meal it. that I do not have to track. So eat on my high carb days, I do have treats. I can have juice, rice. I can have anything with zero fat be half of my carb source. So a cup of rice, 50 grams of carbs, five, hundred grams of carbs. I have 50 more to spare of whatever I want. So it could be soda even, mm -hmm. but. So it could be um, something really sweet. It could be, you could eat a bunch yeah. of Sour Patch Kids if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, but still I do that. I'm in that cycle so much that a cheat meal or a treat would be where I just don't even have to think, I could just eat. Mm -hmm. That, and that could be anything. And you could, if you could have enough discretion, you could technically kind of eat whatever you wanted 
here and there, but you choose not to because you're trying to get on a pretty strict path because the foods that the actual choices matter a lot and the psychology yeah. matters a lot, right? Like if you, it's tough when you're a bigger guy and you need like a lot of fuel, it's just going to be very difficult for most of us to just have like a slice or two of pizza. Totally. It's going to hard, hard to be rational. We're not, not rational with anything. We're not rational with when we train. We're not rational with our supplements. We're not rational with anything. We want to kind of overdo or overdose everything. And so when it comes to your food, you have to kind of, what kind of person are you? Are you a little irrational with your food? If you're irrational with your food, then there's less room for deviation. There's some women that can do that somehow. I think uh, maybe it's just because public shaming. Women aren't allowed to be fat. <laughs> yeah. There's so I don't much know. public shaming that they. But yeah, I'd much rather not have pizza if I, like, I'm going to eat the whole thing, so I might as well just. If I can't have the whole thing, I don't want it. It's actually part of the enjoyment, right? Yeah. Being it's able like, to eat freely and just. It's I'm part of the enjoyment isn't pizza. having, like, a taste of a couple slices of pizza. That's Part of the like enjoyment is like eating so much of it that you're stuffed. Yeah. That's like edging yourself. You mm -hmm. want to, you can't have two pieces. You need to eat the whole thing. Mm. Even like when I go to In-N-Out, two, uh, two four by fours, two fries, milkshake. That's, I'm not having, if somebody said, go get one burger and one fry, I can't fucking do that. It's I'll tough too, even, even if you... Even if you eat beforehand, which I'll do sometimes, like I had pizza like maybe like uh, a week ago or so, mm -hmm. but I had steak beforehand and even doing that beforehand, it's like, it does make less room for junk food, but junk food is like in a totally different category. It's like you have a second stomach for junk food. Yep. You got your, your regular time. normal hunger and then you have this like appetite for destruction when it comes to sort of junk food. And so most people, for most people, it's a good idea to get rid of junk food. I, I can make a suggestion to all of you, though, too. Um, things, that have, uh, things that have carbohydrates in them that are like these sugar alcohols and stuff. I know a lot of people think they're bullshit, but you can actually get away with eating these things. However, they can really bother your stomach, so you have to really pay attention to that. But Quest bars, a Quest Hero bar... Um, Legendary Foods makes a tasty pastry. They make a sweet roll. They're making other stuff that they're coming out with. My entire, uh, well, half of my pantry is full of foods like this. And so I can go in at any time and reach for them. Part of the reason why I decided to do that and part of the reason why I decided to like really stock up on it was that if I just had kind of a handful of them in there, I would tend to eat more of them. Yep. And if I only had them occasionally, I would tend to eat more of them. But if I have them sitting there all the time, I tend to eat less of them, which is actually kind of weird. No, I... I but I just, yep. like, flooded it. And my son's in there eating those things all the time. My daughter eats some of it. My wife eats some of it. So we all... Quest actually now makes uh, peanut uh, M&Ms. They make peanut butter cups, too. That are... That are yeah. And, and you can get a lot of this stuff at, like, Walmart and stuff. But the... Um, the whole thing about like net carbohydrates and stuff, I think some people think it's BS and whatever. I eat these things all the time and it helps me to stay lean and it helps me to get a taste of something sweet. If you don't want to go that route, you can stick with, you know, protein shakes and trying to concoct weird <laughs> protein shakes and things like that or trying to make an ice cream or my brother makes pudding. 
yep. out of some of his protein shakes and stuff. So I still think there's so many ways to make your food taste good. To yeah, where absolutely. It's like I, I was weighing it out the other Are day. Are you a G Hughes fan? Yep. Yep. And I was weighing that out the other day. I was like, all right, do I want to have a big ass cheeseburger, fries, or because I knew in the morning I had to do stuff in the morning and the food also impacts you. I mean, I don't know if I'm not a scientist. I don't know this type of shit, but a cheat meal actually. We are scientists. It messes with my head mentally because mm -hmm. I wake up and I feel softer. Uh. I feel like my digestion's off. I might get a better pump or feel you know, I knew it was on my plan, but it still might mess with me mentally. So instead it flip, of it flips you too. Like if you do that midday, yeah, then it flips you into like just being I might as well just keep going because yeah. like I don't normally eat this Creates way. It's a monster. <laughs> yeah, I don't normally eat this way, and then you're eating that way. Yeah, but instead I just had rice, ground bison, mustard, ketchup. I put ice in a cup, Coke Zero, and it felt like the exact same shit, and my digestion was on point. I woke up feeling lighter. So it definitely tastes good. It's more of a, yeah, it's a mental thing for me. Yeah, those G Hughes sugar-free. Oh yeah. They make like a teriyaki, they make a honey mustard. They make a yum yum sauce. There's, oh yeah, yum yum sauce. Um, you know, just pay attention to some of that because some of those things do, are calorically dense if you use a lot of them. Yeah. But, uh, then there's like Primal Kitchen, they make a lot of stuff. Mm. There's all kinds of like, nowadays there's just too many options to lose, I think. Oh, I think there's yeah. less and less reasons to be fat. We're getting more and more help all the time in the grocery store. Half the grocery store is starting to become healthier options. There's so many drinks and sauces and I mean, <sighs> wraps, wraps. Ooh. You could make, you could, fuck. Sandwich, there's so much. Carb bread, carb wraps, so much stuff. I had a wrap the other day. It only had like 20 grams of carbs in it. I had two of them. That's only 40 grams of carbs in it. It's mainly like fiber or big. something. Yeah. Amazing. Delicious. Tips and tricks to be jacked and tan. What about like, uh, are you a fan of yogurt and cottage cheese and stuff like that? Or do you not dig that stuff? Oh yeah, I love non-fat Greek yogurt. What about uh, vegetables? Mm. Nah, I don't like vegetables. Do you, but do you, I, I do like them for adding more volume to my meals when I'm hungry. Do you usually cook for yourself? Yeah, um, sometimes my mom helps me cook Some a mass show. amount of meat. So, yeah. Do you like peppers and shit like that? You like peppers and onions and stuff like that? Or not yeah, really? I am lazy, so I never add it in there. I don't really make my food taste good. It's more so the sauces. Mm-hmm and the drinks and the setup but yeah i do like peppers though. i've had it in flank steak it's really good i buy them uh they're already chopped up it's just like a fajita mix Ooh. peppers and onions and i just throw it in with like meat that i cook that's smart and it's actually really really good yeah and it's giving you like fiber it's giving you stuff from like i know some people love vegetables some people hate vegetables but to yeah. me it makes it taste good if I throw some, like, I don't always have room for cheese, but if I throw some cheese on there, then I'm really having mm. a party. Oh, I do love cheese, but it does not like me. Well, cheese is like, if you're trying to get, like, really lean or you're really just trying to be strict and you're trying to lose a lot of body fat, cheese can be something that can hold you back because it's delicious. <laughs> you're probably going to overdo it. 
but cheese is kind of cool because it has, it's like a one-to-one -one ratio of protein to fat. You might have six or seven grams of fat, six or seven grams of protein. That's pretty cool, but again, you might use too much of it. So if you are gonna use it, I don't know, maybe you try to put some sort of limitations. You only use it like once a day or something. Um, but for people that are new to dieting, I don't think they should follow rules like that because I think it's too strict. Yeah. You know, so if you're, if you're new to dieting and you haven't had a lot of success with it, I think it's important really just to eat. And yep. I think, in my opinion, it's a good idea to really lower your carbohydrate intake mm -hmm. and to not worry too much about your fats until you're on the diet for a while. And then you can start to pick away the fats a little bit and you can start to reintroduce a little bit of carbohydrate. Yeah. This is the way I like to set people up because yeah. I think people are just addicted. That's what uh, just uh, addicted me and Wyatt Films are doing. I wrote up a diet and a training program for Wyatt Films behind nice. the camera in a supplement protocol, not anabolics, unfortunately, but a diet. And it was, it was, a lo it was basically a, a training day diet and a non-training day diet. And I told them, if that's too complicated, we'll just give you one diet. But for now, if you're going to have the training, we'll at least sprinkle some carbs in pre and post workout so you have some fuel glycogen and you get a pump and feel good. And then everything else outside of that is no carbs. Do you fast at all? Or do you recommend it to people sometimes? Mm, yeah, I would recommend it to people. I've had a couple people like buddies that I've helped who love fasting. And I'm like, okay, the only problem with that is their head. They'll, they'll fast and then they think that because they fasted and didn't mm. eat till two, that means they can eat whatever the fuck they want and then they just end up like eating way too much and then I'm like, you're just in this constant cycle of you think that you're doing something good, but then you're indulging and eating a bunch of shit and then it's just kind of, uh, you're just, you're kind of binging and purging at that point. Like yeah. You're, you're, and then you're all, binge. yeah. And then the reason why you're not, they're like, oh, I'm not hungry after that. I'm like, yeah, you're not hungry because you're just fucking your digestion up and then you're waiting until the next six, eight hours when you wake up the next day to eat and it's just this cycle. So I'm like, I recommend fasting if you can control it um, and break the fast with something that's gonna actually benefit your body. But if you're just gonna go eat in and out, then I don't think it's smart. I've had fasting help me with staying really rigid on the diet because every time I'm about to eat, I know that like, all right, well, I need, at least need my protein and yeah. so that just pushes me back towards me eating a steak or me mm -hmm. eating uh, whatever meat that I have defrosted for the day. Um, and it allows me to put it on repeat. A lot of times people say, oh, I don't really feel like eating that. Well, you don't really feel like eating that because you ate other stuff. Yeah. You ate snacks. So of course you don't feel like eating that. Like if you have a, you have a Rice Krispie treat and then two hours later you're, you're, you're pretty hungry. Yeah. You're not going to really feel like eating a steak. Like it does not going to have the flavor pop that you're looking for. You're going to want like yep. a burrito or something like that. So yep. that's one of the reasons there's nothing wrong with Rice Krispie Treat. That's one of the reasons to push one of those things to the side and maybe choose to fast. And every time that you eat, uh, each time that you eat, it's something that's nutritious. It's really going to benefit you a lot. Yeah. And that's why I would never have or recommend putting, unless you're in a contest prep and it's like, your body is so absorbent that you can get away with this or your coach is telling you, but I always put, I never put a cheat meal in the beginning. Like I'm never gonna be like, 
go have a cheat meal for breakfast because like Mark said, mm. the rest of my chicken yeah, and go rice have your meals are gonna or... be fucked. If I have yeah. IHOP and then I have four meals I have to get in that's chicken or beef and rice, it's like, I just wanna look at that and just get sick and throw up because it's disgusting. But <laughs> that's why all my um, cheat meals or off meals, free meals, whatever you wanna call them, are at the very end of a high carb day. So it's like a refeed the whole day and the reasoning for that is because I wouldn't eat, if it was on a low day, got this from Justin Harris, I would be starving going into that cheat meal and I would binge a lot. But if it's on a high day, by the time you get four program meals in with 100 to 150 grams of carbs, that can be sugary as well. I'm not gonna eat. Last night I was supposed to have a cheat meal. I didn't even, I didn't even do it. I just had a shake because I was not hungry at all. Mm. So little tricks setting yourself up it's good to have a rule with a cheat too like i used to do a cheat meal every week and the meal started turning into like two meals and those meals started to turn into like a night and then it started to turn into like a cheat day and so try to set up some rules for yourself i don't think if you have it if you have a cheat meal scheduled for the week and uh, you're supposed to be eating a certain type of food I think you can think of your calories as mattering more so over the course of days and weeks and months and not necessarily day to day so your calories don't necessarily reset when you wake up every morning it's just kind of what we tell ourselves because it's easier to keep track it's easier to track those things but as you're going through I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a cheat meal and a dessert but you need to put some sort of like structure around it. Like I'm gonna cheat and it's gonna be from this time to this time. Sometimes some people don't even like to use the word cheat. For myself, I just call it like off plan because it's still part of my process. It's still part of my plan. Mm -hmm. I know that approximately every two weeks I'm going to do something that's gonna be a deviation from the normal eating that I have. And even even more often than that, I'll probably have a drink of alcohol or do something. Even just going to bed later to me, like all these little things are, are factors. I might just yeah. not want to go to bed one night and I go to bed at 12 rather than going to bed at 10 or 9 or whatever it is. So I think these things are important to understand that they're part of the whole uh, greater picture. Missing a workout sometimes, it's, it's part of it. You don't need to be so depressed. Yeah. You don't need to try to be like, oh, man, how am I going to make up that workout? Just go on to your next workout. Yeah, Just go on to the next thing. Don't worry about it. It's not a huge deal. You're playing the long game, and uh, your consistency is going to be the key factor. So if you have 80 to 90% compliance, and you can do that for a long period of time, you're going to end up looking great. But when it comes to something like a cheat, I would say put some sort of rule to it. I like your idea of... Uh, making sure the fat calories aren't too crazy with a mm. cheat because that really kind of pigeonholes you into like only a certain type of certain types of foods yeah yeah and having at the end of the day on that refeed day definitely helps uh but yeah i would agree just that would be fucking skipping being able to just not think after being in like a structured routine for so long, like skip, just, I, it would be so nice if I could just walk past the gym mm -hmm. and go to sleep. And I don't know what normal people, or not normal people, but I don't know what people do that don't work out. Just go home and watch a movie or something <laughs> or 
I don't know. But if you that, go on a walk and not feel guilty that you didn't lift for the yes, day. Yeah. Yes, that would be, I would have so much peace in my brain, but I don't. So we're just going to keep lifting. But. Something that could relax people maybe quite a bit is to know that most people, no matter how trained they are or how long they've been doing this for, it uh, doesn't matter if it's an MMA fighter or an Olympia level bodybuilder, most people only have two or three good workouts per week anyway. So you can try to get to the gym seven days a week or you, you can get to the gym seven days a week. It doesn't mean all your other workouts are useless, but in my experience and from what I've seen, most people, no matter how intense they are, no matter how committed they are, two or three good workouts a week is all you're ever gonna get. <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe I should go, what if I just... Uh, you can, you can increase your percentage, you know what I mean? So if you go to the gym four days a week and you have two or three good workouts a week, your percentage of good workouts is now a higher percentage yeah. rather than you shooting blanks maybe on those other days. It, but again, it doesn't mean those other days are bad. It just means they're not as good. You're gonna have two or three days that are gonna really be, like I thought today was pretty, pretty damn good. Um, and you'll have other workouts for the rest of the week that you can kind of compare it to, but yeah. Two or three is all you're gonna get out of yourself. <laughs> yeah, what if I work out only three days a week and have the fourth day be like a pump day? Maybe I could have. That's exactly it. Every yeah. week. Every day be solid. awesome. That's interesting, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll change my split That's up. kind of the way I feel with my food. You know, I think that when people diet, I think they think that their food's not going to taste good or not going to be that good. Yeah. I would say I mess up here and there because I make weird combinations sometimes. And I might make something I don't really love or maybe I didn't season it enough or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe it's cold or, and I'm just hungry and so I just eat it anyway. But for the most part, every single meal that I have tastes amazing. Yeah. And I think most people, like if they were to hang out with me or if someone lived with me for a while and I just cooked every meal for them, they'd be like, holy shit, now I can see why you're in shape because yeah. this isn't hard to do. Yeah. The meals are good. Yeah, I think that's, a, I feel like most bodybuilders, uh, bodybuilders will say that too. I ran into that in the off season, which I wasn't really making my meals taste good or putting any effort into them and I just hit a wall and I was like, I can't even look at meat and rice anymore. But if I did something like that, I'm sure it'd be a lot more, it'd be easier to just get the fucking food in that I'm supposed to get in rather than going off plan and being like, oh, I don't have the appetite for this. So I'm gonna go eat shit. But yeah. Hey, let us know where you guys are struggling so we can help you out and uh, let us know maybe what you want to see in like a future video. Because if we know where you're stuck, it's going to be a lot easier for us to help or assist you. Um, let us know, like when you go on a diet, like what, if you have trouble with your diet, like what's the problem with it? What's hard, like what, what, is, what holds you back? Do you just feel like really hungry all the time? Because there's ways around all this stuff. You can, there are things you can do. There is a little bit of intermittent fasting you can do. There are ways to utilize eating lean sources of protein, filling up volume with things like egg whites, protein shakes, vegetables. There's ways to kind of get a little full with uh, foods that almost don't count as anything. So we can help you do all that shit. So let us know what's up. Yep. White films. Take us on out of here, Kenny Williams. If that is your real name. And put those traps away. That is my People real name. People are tired. Take off the Halloween fake traps. That is my real name, Kenny Williams, Anabolic Activities. Neck's getting bigger, too. Drop a comment. Leave a like. Damn, bro. 
Again, let us know what you guys think. If you guys need help with diet, training, anything else, anabolic activity wise, let us know. Leave a comment, DM us, and we will reply. Dude, Kenny Williams, you need to get like a you need to get the jerseys going with the matching clothes, uh, and you need to get some jorts. We need to go full John Cena. Jorts. John Cena. We need to go full John Cena, I think. Yeah, John Cena, I can see you and I challenge you to an arm workout just because I want to grow my Your arms. hands aren't nearly as big. You ever seen how big John Cena's hands are? No. Just Google it. <laughs> That's interesting. Ed Cohen hands. He has agromegalia, I think. Catch you guys later. Libido Max, this is going to be great. Going to have a great workout with Kenny. That will give you a boner. <laughs> What's up guys, this episode we're going to be doing Olympia predictions. We're going to be going over my top six for classic and open. Men's physique, I apologize. I don't know enough to be able to uh, even want to put my opinion out there like that. So Olympia predictions, 